Hello, and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. My name is Michael Connell, your host. This podcast is an opportunity for you to welcome in what William is sharing and explore it for yourself in your live stream. Hey, Will, how's it going? Hey, Michael, everything's jamming and having a lot of fun. And it's so beautiful. Everything's being sped up and sped up and sped up, transcended, and really transitioning into a lot of higher energy, higher pace energy, as well as everyone coming back, not everyone, but the majority of their ones coming back out and really stepping into their live stream more than ever, rather than living their live stream perceivably constantly enduring. They're starting to take charge. Their hearts are opening. They're waking up. They're opening up to the rest of all the universe has to offer rather than the whole cyclical cycle uh, wash, rinse, repeat each and every day and where they're bringing forth their creativity, their amplifiednesses, and also their benevolence. Now they're bringing it in the relevance of the now into their constant day-to-day live stream where no day is alike, no day even feels alike. There's no longer familiarity. It's a constant expansiveness and expressiveness and becoming a lot clearer, a lot sharper, and a lot more consciously aware beyond just the mind, but through their heart of seeing truly what is. That leads us to today's podcast of looking and seeing what is. And how does looking and seeing what is assist us in our life stream? What happens, my good friend, is like right now, let's everyone just close your eyes, point your eyes towards the third eye or down at the nose, cross-eyed, your, your choice. Let's just go ahead and, and put our hands on our heart. Just bringing ourselves right here, right now to where you can even feel the hands touching the flesh of the heart right there on your chest, on your sternum. Letting the mental, emotional levels just become silent. Let's just take a nice, slow, deep breath in through the nose. But this time, let's take it beyond a breath. Let's take a nice, deep breath through the nose, but let's smell whatever we smell within the room or outdoors, whether it be pollen, whether it be the beautiful roses, the scent of the evergreens, or the scent of the air, to where we can really feel within ourselves. We can really experience within ourselves where we can even hear the birds or traffic, whatever it may be, where we can hear the trees rustling with a gentle breeze. What does the breeze smell like? What did the trees sound like? Bringing ourselves right here, right now. It's a beautiful column of divinitization, purification, divination. It's a beautiful column of light beautiful column of pure energy, pure consciousness, with so much going on around outside of ourselves. So we're right now, nothing outside this room, nothing outside of yourself really truly exists right now. Nothing is pulling you, nothing is pushing you. Nothing is tugging you to the right or the left, back or forward. We're right here to let love into your life, into your heart. Whereas we're becoming the light being that you are, the creator that you are, we're becoming one with you as your higher levels, because you've always been connected with your higher levels. Now we're just letting them come forth through the soul level of consciousness, through the emotional calibration lattice work, through the subconscious, 
and through the conscious. Now is our beautiful ability as an integrated, clear conduit of divinitization that is now expanding through the world without the world encroaching upon you. What I heard you sharing, William, is that when we are looking, truly looking and seeing whatever is outside of us and hearing whatever is outside of us, we are totally in our vibrant presence at that moment. Completely, totally, and fully becoming more and more embodied as that presence. So it's really that simple in a moment. Whenever the mind isn't running or thinking or judging or uh, emoting, it's as simple that we're right here, right now, connected to our, our true identity, our true self. And what would you say, you know, from that place, what's there for us? Well, right now, it's a great example of being in the world, but not of it. We, if we're in the car, we look around, huh, this is crater over there in the other car vehicle or in the crosswalk, whatever it may be. Crater experiencing on a long linear, perceivable linear journey of waking up. Some smile, some cry, some look angry, some look content, some look gray and numb like a zombie. But, but you see, They may look at you, uh, you may be in your dining room and someone's projecting towards you, great. Now, let's just sit here for a moment, take a breath. And I want you to feel your wholeness right now, healthy, whole, and complete on every level in every way. Where we just take a breath, we see it, we're aware of it, we acknowledge it, but yet it's so cool. It's so brilliant how it flows right through you, around you, above you, beneath you. As we're looking at creator right there, doing what they're doing, pretending to be something that they're not, can you feel this with me, Michael, where you're aware of it, but you're not taking it in, you're not taking it on, you're not in defense, protectiveness, or offense, or projectiveness. We're actually really able to hear them, see them, but yet where they don't have the power right now to take you for a ride. They never have the power to have you feel less than who you are. That's all the stuff from the egoic state of consciousness. I need to defend myself. I need to to do this. I need to do that. I need to be this. I need to be that. Rather than, hmm, what if for a minute, none of this at all is about myself? Because it's not about yourself. We can watch the next school shooting. We can watch the next murder trials. We can watch the beautiful horizon. Now, we're watching it, but yet, once again, it's not even about you. It has nothing to do with you. The whole point of this is to reach your hand out, light them up, rather than internalize them and become afraid through the egoic emotional levels as if something of the action words and deeds of others has anything to do with you, which they don't. And can you talk about when we're watching and we're not identifying or we're not judging anything that's going on, how all discernment is occurring through feeling. Can you share a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So let's use an example, Mike. Do you have an example, Michael? I 
can think about examples of where I've been in a meeting and one person wants to overtake the meeting and, and push their agenda down people's throats. Okay. So let's be in that meeting right now. We may have a lot to share, but just sit here and in the boardroom in your chair. We're watching a dear one wanting to dominate the meeting, which technically, with clarity, I would say, is trying to play energy games so they get all the attention and all the energy. That's literally what's going on. So let's just sit here. We may have a whole list on our piece of paper of things to share. Great. Now let's just take another deep breath. Let's just let them do whatever they do. Let's even watch others. Maybe they're giving their power away, being swallowed up, having all this stuff taken down their throat. Others getting worked up and trying to create all these states of protecting themselves and all these levels within themselves, anger, frustration, irritability, overwhelming burden. Those are all just attributes of survival to where they get worked up, worked up, trying to create their own space. But here we are, we're watching everything playing out. We still have our list, but now let's put our list on our get around to a list. Let's watch everything go down, not judging good or bad, right or wrong. See, many get agitated in these situations because once again, they take it personal. Their ego takes it personal as though it's a projection or battle against themselves and rah, rah, rah. So they go into complaint mode through the ego. The ego loves to have a conqueror and it loves to have a victim. So what if right now we're neither one? Just taking another breath, letting the dear one who's trying to dominate the meeting, hey, man, more power to you, whatever works for you. And what you'll find more and more and more is the less that we engage, you start to become more aware of how the dear ones is singling themselves out and going down a whole different pathway of self-sabotage. Now it just comes to how much power are we willing to give them, other coworkers, without us trying to go into battle to be heard? What if we just sit there, we observe everything going on? There will be an opportunity to engage and share your list. But at this point, let's not make it as though it's a life and death situation from through the ego, through the solar plexus. I promise you, mark my words, the opportunity will arise. It may be in this meeting, maybe in the next one. So let's just take a breath. Let all the games unveil themselves because they will unveil themselves, especially the less that we're personally involved. And we just watch all that stuff be moved out of the way to where eventually now you're in the position, most likely to become the leader of the meeting eventually. But it's not something we're grasping onto. It's not something we're locking horns with. We're letting it unveil itself. That goes back to the terminology, the meek shall inherit the earth. What that means is not weak, not victimized, not martyrdom. It means the more that we stay here, we're watching everything unveil itself. We're not getting into the battle mode and so forth to where your heart expands more and more. So does your clarity. So does your heightened astute awareness to where, I mark my words, it will unveil to where here now you're being the one asked to speak.
because we're not playing the games. And when you were talking, I could see my mind wanting to come in to think about what's my response going to be. Uh-huh. That, that's exactly what I'm referring to. I was watching you process it. And it takes some practice to quiet the mind again and again in, in that situation. Yeah. So if we all take the heart right now, very literally, you already are your higher levels. Now we have all these fogs, all these levels, all these layers, call it the mental, the emotional, the soul level, the egoic, blah, blah, blah stuff, the exponential mass collective stuff that have kept you from you. But let's all just for a minute, take another breath, even claim to yourself, I am who I am. I am what I am. I am that I am. Now, this is where it becomes interesting because you're not feeding and giving the egoic structure all these tools, all these toys to move with, run with, and go with. We're right here, right now, in a body on a planet, letting literally, it goes back to the metaphor of the Red Sea. We're letting the water be parted for you without you going out there with a shovel trying to part the water. In my experience, when I don't plan what I'm going to say, and I'm truly just looking, seeing, feeling that when there's an opportunity to speak, it's, it just comes through me. That's because you're not projecting, you're not forcing, you're not going to battle, you're letting yourself from an internalized state, like the most beautiful rose, you're letting yourself spiral open and express through your own rebirthing rather than going to the right, to the left, up and down from the mental, emotional, egoic structure that tries, that's just literally wanting something to bite into. Now, if you take it further within yourself, you start to become more and more aware of all the energy games. The energy games going here, the energy games going there, the energy games attempting to pull you in, run you in, and at the end of the day, it's all a matter of who's going to win the energy games, who's going to walk away feeling vibrant, who's going to walk away feeling drained. Everything, everything, everything on this planet, due to polarities, dualities, are all energy games. Who's going to open up? Who's going to be able to supersede, go beyond? And then who's going to be able to not give their power away? Not protecting your power. That's just shutting yourself down by a polarities, but just not in locking horns and engaging in the energy power games. And for me, I have a distinction of other people outside of me, other things outside of me. And then there are my internal world, uh, beliefs and judgments and perceptions or misperceptions. How best can I look in and see the part of my inner world that is based on the past? Okay, so right now, let's just take a breath right here, right now, in the room you're in. Now, as you take a breath, a nice slow deep breath through your nose into your solar plexus. Hold, and then exhale as slow as you can. I want you to really be right here in your body, not the mind. I want you to feel your torso. I want you to look around this room. And I want you to acknowledge in this room at this moment, this truly is all that is. You cannot prove that the rest of the home exists. 
you cannot prove if you're at an office that the rest of the office exists. You look out the window, but you can't prove to me or even to yourself that anything out of what you're seeing is real. Now, you look around, you look at the sofa, the chairs, the desk. You may look out the window from wherever you're sitting. You see trees or water or other buildings. Now, out of that right now, you cannot prove analytically, emotionally, nor physically that any of the rest exists. It's a memory. It's an assumption. So now, it doesn't have cloud. It doesn't have a hold. You cannot prove that you even have a past. There's memories. There's dimensional planes. But right now, you cannot prove to yourself, even to your mind, your body, that even the past is really real. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't smell it. You can't taste it. And just right here, right now, what changes can you feel going on in your brain chemistry and your body chemistry right now? Because these are beautiful opportunities to break energy, break that constant stream of linear sort of consciousness. I cannot prove to you that this morning was real. I cannot prove to you last evening was real. I cannot prove to you that an hour from now is real. So we can go many ways here. In an hour, the planet might explode or whatever, whatever. But then I can also say, maybe it won't either. But I cannot prove it to you because now it's up to you to go on this journey within yourself, for yourself, of, hey, let it unfold. Once I walk out of the room, I cannot prove to you the room you're in is real anymore. Now, we're kind of going into mastery uh, levels right now of you, your live stream. I cannot prove to you your paycheck's going to be whatever amount. I cannot prove to you it won't be that amount. So this is where we start releasing from ourselves all these boxes and assumptions that have been being created by default. See, if I assume my paycheck's always going to be a certain amount, it, it's always going to be a certain amount. But what if I no longer assume and I say, show me. Now, just due to mind over matter, due to our consciousness and so forth, well, we just opened the door to more abundance to come in. We opened the door to, actually, we freed ourselves and went beyond all doors to now let your higher levels, your manifest levels, your creator levels, the whole universe now give to you, support you. And if we ask ourselves certain questions, all right, higher levels, all right, rest of myself, all right, universe, I wish to know how loved I am. Well, I guarantee you, the old's going to move out in whatever form it moves out. It may move out due to situation circumstances. It may move out just due to no longer having a hold over you. But then you know, out with the old and then, of course, in with the new to where now you're going to be presented with different, all sorts of different journeys, different unfoldments throughout your day, your evening, 24-7, that are going to be much more enjoyable because you've put it forth. I wish to know how loved I am. Now, that's a, it's a loaded one because there's no end to how loved you are. But now we just changed all of our trajectories from chop wood, carry water, endure martyrdom and all this fun stuff to now 
which automatically, without a finite focal point of what it's got to be like, now we've opened our heart, we've opened our arms and said, all right, show me how loved I am. And now we're opening up to new sort of sequences of events that come into your life, come into your world, come into the whole ideal of your personal perceivable reality to truly experience more and more unfoldments of love and embracement. I want to be clear, the physical materialistic world included, relationships included. We've just said out with the old, in with the new, just in different words. We continue, okay, hey, keep me unfolding as quickly as I can handle for my own. It's best good, yeah. Stuff is going to come up, but it's more like we want to wave goodbye to it rather than re-identifying and trying to relive it again. Because now we've set ourselves free to the biggest ballroom ever called this beautiful Garden of Eden being planet Earth, Gaia, which is the Garden of Eden, to, just to be specific. It's not some squared off section of the planet. It's the whole planet. To where now we change total trajectory to where, okay, I know what's on my schedule, but I have no idea what tomorrow is going to look like. So show me. And now no boxes, no finite focal points, no tunnel vision. Show me more, show me more. And now we are able to waltz through everything that we walk through. So we leave the room. The room's no longer real. The hallway's real now. Whatever and wherever we're at is now real. But then, you know, is it really real? No, but it's all particles of consciousness and certain alignments. But now we leave the hallway. We go into the family room. Great. None of the rest of the house is real. You can't smell it, prove it, taste it, or even feel it. So now we may hop in the car vehicle, hit the road, or go on the road. From point A to point B, well, point A is not real anymore. Point B is not real. The only thing that's real is the journey in between. All the rest, linear, age, so forth and so forth, the ways the cells develop, the way the cells break down. Let's all remember, the body is innocent. All that other stuff is what you identify with and your body wanting to please you and serve you. So it buys into it to give you what you want or what you're perceiving to be real. So for a minute, we just come right back right here, right now, through the relevance of the now. Your body, it's amazing how miraculous it is. If we step out and say, well, you know, I see all this stuff, the ideal of age, the ideal of under the hill, over the hill, beyond the hill, you know, the backside of life, the front side of life, adolescence. Well, okay, what if we just all toss that to the fireplace for a moment and switch our trajectory into show me? Even with your body. Body, you know, I, and this word becomes once again deeper and deeper into your mastery levels where you're no longer mimicking the rest of humanity. You're no longer mimicking what you've seen, what you've watched, what you've observed from how everyone else's body works. Now we're starting to reclaim and integrate in your body now, no longer mimicking the whole perceptional aging process. From everything you've seen, subtle, factual, and literally concrete. But that's based in everyone else's bodies, not your own. So we're stepping out of the dumbing down attributes, or let's just say the disconnected attributes. Now we're reclaiming our body. And hey, body, show me what your true capabilities are. I started that with my internal world, and you made me aware of how 
those are my ego thoughts, which are outside of my presence. So really, everything is outside of my presence. Totally, including the body. But it's interesting, right? I have a question for you, Michael. What happens when our inner starts to become our outer and our outer starts to become our inner because there's no longer this separated, segmented layer of a flesh of me and you? So what happens when we cross that bridge and there's no longer any limitation even through the skin? There's total freedom because there's no thoughts. (laughs) Exactly. It's total freedom because now there's no bogus polarity, duality, segmentation, separation. And I'm not saying we're all one and let's all get together and sing Kumbaya. It's not like that because we're not all one. We all come from the same source. But we're all different facets having our own journey as creator as a whole is learning more about itself. Wow, wonderful, William. Thank you so much for all that clarity on looking and seeing what is and assisting us in being our our presence and loving presence. Click subscribe to hear more about the relevance of now in your live stream. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.